about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season six, episode four, Instant Karma! Exclamation point. (laughs) I wish diarrhea upon you. (laughs) What? (laughs) Is it? Have you ever watched Elvis Duran in the morning show? Yeah, like I used to listen to him all the time, yeah. So they would like wish diarrhea upon people that like deserved it. Oh, because of karma. <laughs> right. That's the yeah, end. That's where I got that. That's where that went. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I used to listen to him all the time when I would do laundry. And like, I listened to him a lot when I first started working at our job. But um, yeah, I haven't listened to him in years. But anyway, Jamie, what did you think about this episode? I actually, I liked it. I did like it. But we're starting to see, I think, the the troubles with Audrey. Yeah. Right. And uh, and Pacey and her their relationship. I was a little taken aback with the the twist with Dawson and Joey, and now all of a sudden everybody's pitying Dawson about it. And I was I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. (laughs) Yeah, when Um, she was like, "I could I could just see how much she hurt you." Like what? Like who wrote that? (laughs) Right, I don't know. Yeah, Dawson really annoyed me in this episode. I the whole thing with him like being like caught with these two girls and. Like when Todd came up and totally ratted him out and you see Dawson going like this. He's like, don't do it, Todd. Like, don't do it. I was like, no, do it. Like, get him in trouble. <laughs> right. I like, it was funny. But other than that, um, I really like the scene at the party with Jen and Audrey and Jack. Um, and it was cool because it was like you got to see Jen be on the other side of things and how it went down. Oh, I'm glad you, that she was there. You mean CJ? When CJ saved Audrey? Yeah, but Jen was there. If it wasn't for Jen being there and being like, no, no, this isn't happening, like that, nobody would have ever stopped it. You know what I mean? Well, like yeah. it just would have happened. Yeah, I I, uh, I saw that. And I was really attracted to CJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, everybody should be. It's Jensen Eccles. So, you know. When he was like, girls, you might want to leave the room. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. He like um, he was manhandling those dudes. He manhandled the one on the stairs. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then he manhandled the other one. The one on the stairs, he literally like pushed out of the way. Oh my god. Yeah, he was just like, I'm gonna throw you off the staircase in a second if you don't get the out of the way. The other one was like a little twerp. He looked like he reminded me of the guy from Shrek. Yeah, the prince. <laughs> I don't know why. Shiver me timbers, okay? Shiver me timbers. <laughs> well, I got through it pretty quickly. Even my notes I was taking, I wasn't like writing down every little piece of dialogue because it, I don't know, I got the gist of it. It wasn't a hard episode to watch. I did remember it though. I did remember like when she went on the set and met the other girl when she met Natasha and right. her and and Eddie are like connecting now. I really like Eddie. I like how Eddie just puts her in her place and She's not used yeah. to somebody doing that. I mean, Pacey did, but yeah, he like, yeah, they, they, he calls her out. Yeah, yeah, he's like, you didn't, mm-hmm. you that wasn't your impulse. <laughs> like you, you're trying to get, you're, you're mad. So I don't know. I really like that. I like that he's, yeah, I like his character. I, I do know. like their dynamic. I don't really remember what happens. I remember there was like a scene at one point where she like shows up at his house or something, and 
things don't work out and I don't exactly remember why. I don't remember it either. I said I just before. Remember the, I just remember there being an issue like on a porch or in front of somebody's house. I yeah. I, I remember it too. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I just remember he was just always mad. And I said that in another episode. He was just always mad. And she even said it yeah. in the last episode. He's got a chip on his shoulder that rivals mine. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. That was like perfectly said because he does. But he knows how she is. She's just very... Joey really is like a fucking like, narcissist. <laughs> She's so like concerned about herself. It's so funny. She does not care about anybody else's feelings. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, before we get into the episode, Jamie, why don't we do like a quick catch up? Ketchup and mustard. Well, what's going on with you? Anything new? Uh, I'm thinking. Anything new? I know. I'm like thinking now too. Like, what did I do over the weekend? I don't like. Did I watch anything new? Did I start binging on anything? Well, I'll tell you. We um, we've been watching Yellowstone. I know I said that in the in the other episode, but um, I um, I'm like all over the place with the show. But it's like all we have on anymore. But I really like the show, and um, the shows you were telling me about last time, 1883, and the other mm-hmm. one, they're mm-hmm. spinoffs of Yellowstone. It's about the oh, okay. family. So yeah. I was like, now I want to watch those because they did like in one of the episodes, they did like a um introduction to 1883 with Tim McGraw at Faith Hill. And yeah, like, yeah. it was like just in the beginning. And I was like, wait, what is what is this? And then I was like, Oh, and because I remember you told me that you're watching them. I was like, they're connected. They're connected shows. <laughs> so it's a spin-off. It's made by the same guy. So it makes sense. Um, it makes sense because they all kind of came out around the same time or consecutively, at least in my mind. Uh, I didn't know about 1923, but I've seen it now. Um, like I see it pop up because I guess yeah. we were talking about it. You know how these gadgets are always listening. So um, yeah. <laughs> true. But yeah, I mean, I only, I didn't watch Yellowstone. I just watched 1883 and it's really good. So if you like it, then yeah, definitely. Maybe just when you finish Yellowstone, do the 18 and then do the 19. It's good. Yeah, I do. Um, I do want to watch it. Justin had one of the episodes on. I have to watch it from the beginning. So like whatever he had on what I watched, I really liked. So I was like, oh, I want to watch this from the beginning. So I don't know. I really need to. I need to get caught up on so much stuff, but. I can pretty much understand what's happening in Yellowstone because it's just always on. But I do right. want to watch it from the very beginning. And we kind of started doing that last night, but then I fell asleep. I was like, I already saw this one. Like, I didn't see like, I don't know. I feel like because I'm seeing the relationships more because I am watching it now from the beginning. Like, I know who the characters are, but I'm seeing how their relationships form. So that I like. But um, it's a really good show. Like, I'm really surprised that I'm enjoying it as much as I am. Yeah. It makes me want to live in Montana, <laughs> like on a ranch. Beautiful, isn't it? If you yeah. like, you know, desert or not desert, but just like land. It's, mount- just- it's mountains and they have farms and they have horses. I was like, this is making me want to ride a horse. <laughs> yeah, no, the mountains and stuff for sure. Yeah, Montana is beautiful. It's uh, so I was thinking of 1883. 1883 is like crossing over the Great West, you know. But um, yeah, highly, highly recommend. We also had Michael over the weekend again, who was very ornery. <laughs> um, but he does this thing with me where he like, I think he respects me because I yell at him and I like reprimand him. Oh, yeah, and probably. Kids kind of need that. You know what I mean? If you let them run amok, they have, you know what I mean? 
But he did it's this crazy thing. if you think about it because it's like you would think that if you're like reprimanding them and correcting them that they would hate your guts. But if anything, it's like the opposite. They might not. They might like fight you in the beginning, but like they fall in line. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. He gets mad at me when I yell at him, but he, I. I don't pay attention to him. I was like, he'll do this yeah. thing where he like screams and yells and stuff. And I just ignore him. And then he comes mm-hmm. back and he goes, he calls me Neiman. Cause he can't say Steven. He goes, mm-hmm. Neiman, Neiman. Like, you know, and then he wants me to like pick him up and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've learned, I've like, I've, I'm like navigating my way to like understanding how he is because he's, mm-hmm. he's just, I always say he's bad. I don't think he's bad. I just think he needs just our attention. And he does these things that just make me mad. And I'm like, I just, when I get mad at him, I do this thing where I just don't pay attention to him and he gets, it bothers him. So he'll come up to me and he, and he just looks at me and I go, I don't want to talk to you. I'm mad at you. And then that he won't leave me alone. He'll get like a little pissy. He'll be, and he'll like get, he'll get mad. Cause I don't want to talk to him, but then I'll come up to me later. But I have to tell like, he really is so fucking cute. <laughs> he makes me laugh. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, we took him out to Five Below. Again, that's like his favorite place. And he wants everything. And he loves SpongeBob. Like, he's so into SpongeBob. And he w- always wants to watch SpongeBob. So I'm like always watching SpongeBob now. But other than that, we didn't do anything. It was a very chill weekend. I took a personal day tomorrow and I'm having a mental health day. I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> that sounds lovely. I wish I could do nothing. Um... Nothing's really been new over here. It's pretty much, you know, rinse, wash, repeat. Chris and I have been trying to find a show to watch together. And we started um, trying to get back into Game of Thrones because he never finished the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we, we picked up, I think, like at the beginning of season five, which is where he left off. Oh, God. But did he I, remember everything from before? Did he remember more than I do? Oh. <laughs> His memory is better than mine. Um, But... He remembers more than I do because he was like, oh, whatever happened to so-and-so? And And it's like a name that I don't even recognize. I don't look. I don't know any of their names unless I look. I was constantly Googling them because I had no idea who I was following half the time. But once you watch it, you understand it. Yeah. Uh, He was explaining who the character was to me. And I'm like, oh, I kind of remember that dude. I don't remember what happens to him. But I know a lot of people die. So he's probably dead. (laughs) They all die on that show. I I don't remember. I mean, most of them die. Yeah. But um, I don't know. So we're trying to get back into that. I kind of wanted to start from the beginning because it's it's been a long time for me since I watched it, like almost a decade, I think. Maybe like when did season eight end? I don't know. I watched it all during the beginning of the pandemic and I really loved it. I couldn't believe I liked it as much as I did. Good. It's a very excellent show. They have a spinoff now. Um, We talked about it before, but I never got into it. House of the Dragon or something. Yeah, I haven't tried. It's on HBO. Uh, I tried to watch the House of the Dragon one, but then I was so like I watched the um, original show so far ago, like so long ago before this new one came on. I couldn't get back into it right away. If if I started watching it, like as soon as I stopped watching the original show, I would have probably been really into it. But I just wasn't really into it. So, yeah, Game of Thrones. Was there anything else that you had to add? No, it's Game of Thrones, but nothing really exciting happens over here. So, all right. Well, that was fun. How about <laughs> we just get into this episode? Let's do it. All right. So, this week we're recapping season six, episode four, Instant Karma. 
It aired October 16th, 2002, written by Maggie Friedman and directed by Robert Duncan McNeil. So we open on Todd's film. So we're in Boston and he's like upset because the film set in the 70s and somebody left a DVD player in one of the scenes and Dawson's like, I took care of everything. Dawson's like always behind. He was him. all mad about a DVD player. Like what? Why? It wasn't. It wasn't accurate to the time of the movie. Oh yeah. And Dawson's like, I took, I got rid of all the CDs and all of the stereos. Don't worry, Todd. <laughs> and Todd's so stressed out that he wants to smoke. And Dawson's like, Don't smoke. You said under no circumstances. Months. He said it, it took you like six months to quit. You said under no circumstances. I don't know later. Yeah. And he's like, I'll give you $12,000. And Dawson's like, no. And then he calls him a wanker. <laughs> I was wondering if Todd is actually British. Because I was looking up the characters and I looked up Emily or Emma, whatever her name is. And I think she's not British. I think she's American. Well, what, what was what's the, the dude's name? Wait, all right. So what's his name? Todd? Todd. Todd Carr is the TV character. Played by, is it Hal Ozen? Hal Ozen yeah. or something. And yeah, he's raised in, he was raised in the United Kingdom in East, um, East London suburb. Oh, well, there you go. He's born in Northern Cyprus. Well, that makes so sense. He's English, yeah. All right, well, let me look up the other one then. The, the British roommate, Emma. Emma Jones. Oh, there's nothing that says anything about her. But I Googled her the other day and she, because I was trying to see if she had like an Instagram or whatever. And it said she's an American actress born in America, I think. I was like, well, she has a really good British accent. Yeah. It's like nothing about her. So, well, I got that cleared up. So Todd mentions that there's an important scene that he wants to shoot with Natasha later. And he wants to make sure that they get it right. So Natasha's coming in to film. for the. She's the star of the movie. And at this point, we don't know that it's the girl Dawson broke up with. We don't know that yet. So Todd thinks Natasha's already there. And he says, just tell or send Natasha to my trailer. And Dawson's like, she's not here yet. And he's like, we start filming in an hour. She was born in Sacramento, California. Oh, she's not even Megan Gray. No, she's American. Why she would they do that? <laughs> I don't know. They do it all the time. They do oh it all the time. I wonder if she was like, if she really had the practice, like... <laughs> probably some people are really good with that though they can just listen to it like for me when i was younger if i listened to a lot of country i would pick up i would adopt a twang i went to minnesota for a week once and i came back and i was saying my vowels funky i was only there for a week so i mean some people can just pick up the accents easily so maybe she just did a little bit of studying and a little bit of practicing maybe maybe she was a serious actress she was. She got all method into it. Methodical. So Todd's up. He's like, we start filming in an hour. Why is she not here? And Dawson's like, I'm on it. I sent, I sent one of the PAs to pick her up. And he's like, that's not happening. And he's like, why? <laughs> Dawson's like, why? And he's like, because I fired him earlier. <laughs> I love how he fired somebody, but didn't tell Dawson. Dawson's like. Well, not only that, the, the PA that got fired wasn't like hey i got fired to dawson yeah all right if if your boss fired you even though you were supposed to do like go pick somebody up wouldn't you already automatically assume oh he he found somebody to 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 handle that and i'm i'm mad i'm out 
I don't, I don't know how I would feel in that moment. I guess if I was pissed off, I'm sure he felt pissed off. It was like, well, screw you. I'm out. <laughs> I know, but Todd's the one who fired him, but he has the relationship with Dawson probably because Dawson's dictating all these things to him, like delegating these things to him. So I would probably right. feel obligated to tell Dawson like, Hey, I got fired. You might want to get somebody else to pick her up. <laughs> or if I was really pissed off, I just leave the set. <laughs> so I don't know. I have to be in that situation. Look, I've been in situations at work before where I uh, had to go have a mental breakdown in the bathroom, but I didn't leave. Or so it's just how you handle things, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I would probably tell somebody. But Todd threw a phone at his head. So maybe he just was like, fuck you, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was just like, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> no, I mean, Figure it out yourself. if somebody threw a phone at my head, yeah, I mean, I'd probably call the police. Right. So Todd's getting really angry and he's like, so right now our lead actress is waiting at the airport on a curb waiting to be picked up. Dawson's like, I'm on it. I'll go get her. Like, don't worry. And Dawson like goes to like rush out of the studio and he gets stuck behind like two guys moving like a prop or whatever. And it's like all movie business happening all on the set of this movie. Like everything's like, you know, chaos, total chaos. And he kind of like likes it. Like he smiles. It's so funny. He likes but, the chaos. I mean, this is his dream, right? So Yeah. Yeah, he's like working on a movie set, going to pick up the lead actress that he broke up with over the phone. <laughs> mm. What really drove me crazy though, because later when she like is like, Oh, this is her, the girl that you broke up with me for that you had the best sex of your life with. Like he told her that. I know. It's so cringy. I'm breaking up with you. I got with somebody else and it was the best sex of my life. Like, who says that? Who says that? Dawson! What the hell? He's an idiot. I can't believe that anybody was pitying him this episode. I can't believe like anybody would even say that either. I just think it's so, it's so weird. I don't know. I'm gonna break up with my girlfriend over the phone and tell her that I cheated on her and had the best sex of my life. Because at that point, he had only had sex with two people. Right. <laughs> right. That we know of. He, right. So, so, I mean. I don't, I, dude, I I don't pity, I don't pity Dawson at all. Either. This episode, either. when it got to that, she was like, you know, she hurt you more than you ever hurt me or whatever. That's bullshit. She doesn't even know the situation. Natasha, no. this idiot. <sighs> anyway. All right. So we get the opening credits. And when we come back, we're at Hell's Kitchen and Joey's reading on the road by Jack Kerouac and Eddie's behind her. And he's like, isn't that paper due Monday? And she's so rude to him. She's like, can you shut yeah. up? And he's like, Oh, page one Oh nine. You better get cracking. <laughs> and she's like, will you please go away, Eddie? Even though you're so gorgeous and adorable, please just leave me alone. <laughs> and he's like, well, what do you think so far? And she's like, honestly, I, I think it sucks it's boring and it, he meanders and there's no story and it's just one long run on sentence and he's a misogynist and blah 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 and he's like oh well, no he goes hmm and she goes excuse me and he's like I didn't say anything and she goes yeah you did you said hmm and he's like I'm learning about you and she's like I don't need you to patronize me Eddie and he's like why are you so angry no he goes oh my god why are you so angry <laughs> It reminds me, you never saw it, but when Lisa Renna told Denise Richards on Housewives, when she goes, oh, you're so angry. <laughs> so always so angry. You're so angry. Why? She's, she's like, I'm not angry. 
He's like, yeah, you are. She's like, I'm not angry and I'm angry at no one. And he's like, I didn't say you were angry at someone. I think you're just angry. And he goes, is it a guy? Are you angry at a guy? And she's like, oh, right. I don't like you. Therefore, it must be some guy who broke my heart. It can't be because you're objectionable in any way. And he's like, really? You don't like me? And she says, I really need to get back to work. So can you please stop talking to me? He says, wow, whoever this guy is really did a number on you. And then we hear the phone ringing. And Joey starts to tell Eddie that he crossed. She's like, you really crossed the line here. But he tells her to like, shut up and stop talking. So he goes to pick up the phone and she starts telling him like that he crossed the line and he like shushes her and it makes her even more mad. So like we hear that he's like taking this big order, but he has to check and see if they can do the actual order. And uh, I was like, oh, duh, it's probably going to the movie set. (laughs) I didn't even it honestly didn't even cross my mind that they were going to the movie set. I thought maybe we were just going to like a party or something. It just, I, kinda, I don't know, I, I just connected it. I completely forgot that she ended up there. I completely forgot. It just made sense. I was like, there's this big production happening. They're calling this their, her restaurant that she works at. Like, he has to make... Like, they made it so obvious that he was taking this giant order. You know what I mean? It's not even a restaurant. It's a bar. They ordered bar. bar food. Well, it's a bar <laughs> restaurant, I guess. I don't know. It's a bar. I know, like Hell's Kitchen caters. It's it's a freaking bar. It's literally just a bar. Look, it's, maybe it's, it's the best bar food in Boston. It, it <laughs> must be. It's a bar, though. It is not a restaurant. Oh. What's his name? The re- the other teacher, he ordered a tuna melt, remember? Maybe they just got a really big menu. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Some bars do. Some bars got a really giant menu, but most of them don't. <laughs> Sometimes bar food is the best, though. No, I, I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. But it's just interesting that they, you have this big movie production. They ordered bar food. Well, I would have thought they ordered a, like pizza. Well, it's weird that it's a, a movie production. They don't have like a catering service like on right, hand. Right, right. Like, that's it's, part of a movie production, isn't it? They they literally ordered they ordered food like a catering amount of food from a bar. I didn't even know that a bar could handle that much at once. <laughs> on the day of, too. Who knows? Right crazy look look jamie it's just convenient because that's how we needed to get joey to get to dawson (laughs) right 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 they said this is a good idea we'll do this instead of ordering 15 pizzas we're just gonna order a bunch of bar food yeah exactly (laughs) all right so now we cut to pacey he's at work he's like in pacey like work mode he's at his tiny little desk (laughs) like it was so small he's studying in his little cubicle yeah and audrey calls him and she's like are you coming to Hell's Kitchen to hang out? And he's like, I can't. I have to study. And she's she's like, I don't I don't want to hear this, Pacey. You haven't I haven't seen you in three days. And she's like, I'm forgetting what sex is even like. I may be forced <laughs> to shag a stranger to just to remember. And he's like, What? She's so dramatic, dude. Especially later. And she's like, Yeah, we're down to like three days a week. <laughs> I, Everybody you know what? their eyes. <laughs> I know, I know. They're all like, fuck you, Audrey. Like they're not even having sex. Right. Um, like when we get to her, the scene later with her running in the Pacey, I, I don't know. I thought it was so dumb. I will get to it, but she, she really is overdramatic in this episode. Yeah. She just wants to be with him all the time. And like, she doesn't understand that he's a fucking adult trying to work and like have a career. Anyway, so Pacey offers to give Audrey 
an all night fuck fest for the following night. And Jeez. he goes, and we can use that thing. We can, I'll use that thing. And she goes, oh, you want to use that thing? And I was like, oh, I'm assuming that. Um, it's a butt plug. <laughs> it's a butt plug. It's one of those <laughs> ones that he just shoves up her ass and then it like keeps pulling it out of her. And you hear just like a <laughs> uh, the like the little the the, the chain thing the like yeah. ball <laughs> yeah <laughs> Audrey's into that stuff oh my god so is Pacey apparently no she's got the little one that vibrates it lights up I don't know I don't have sex toys huh. I don't know what any of those are <laughs> so um she's like deal I can't wait to get my butt totally mangled. <laughs> <laughs> So, this is not a good safe show. <laughs> Audrey tells Jack and Jen that she's just going to go home because she's bummed that Pacey's not coming out. Mm. Jen's like, you can't. This is the biggest night of debauchery. Jen just really wants to go out and get drunk. And she's like, I want to hook up with the guy and have you make fun of me the next morning. And Jack's like, yeah, I kind of want to go home and watch Kate and Leopold because he wants to go beat off to um Hugh Grant or uh, no, Hugh Jackman. He's like, Hugh Jackman's so hot. <laughs> Justin used to watch that movie all the time. Kate and Leopold. <laughs> Never watched it. I have no idea. I used to be like, I don't want to watch this. Maybe so boring. <laughs> so Jen's like begging them to stay out. And they all agree to go out. And she's like, we're going to party like it's 1999. And they put their hand in the circle. And they do like a woohoo. And Jack's like, woohoo. <laughs> he had a very Delco accent. So we cut to Dawson. He's picking up Natasha, the actress at the airport. Mm -hmm. She's Mm -hmm. just pissed. She's just just sitting there, just waiting. Yeah. I don't know. You're at an airport. I probably would have found the closest bar. Well, she did. Uh, Oh, well, she knows she had. She had the little airplane bottles. So yeah, but she was drinking airplane bottles. But she was drinking beforehand. You could tell. I guess. I I don't know. Because by the time she gets to the set, she's like wasted. She was chugging on the airplane bottles in the car. So I don't think that she actually went to like a restaurant in the airport or got food or anything. I think she she just just had them. She was just she was pocketing the airplane bottles while she was on the plane. Like because she went from the the West Coast to the East Coast. So we're talking like a four and a half hour flight. So she was just sitting in first class. Boston is no Boston's East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. And we're talking about a five hour flight. Oh, going from the West Coast to East Coast. Yeah, it would take for me to come from Vegas to Jersey or Philadelphia, I should say it's about four and a half hours. So you probably add an hour to that. She's coming from California. It's like that's a long that's a long time. Well, it's not important. (laughs) Six hours. I don't know about eight. That's crazy. No, I said I said eight. I thought it was eight hour. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Well, I'm curious. (laughs) I know. I was like, I'm waiting for you to just Google this. So where where in California do you think they're at? San uh, L.A. Los Angeles. Yeah, five and a half hours. That's a that's Believe a nonstop. But like, if they had a stop, like it could be like seven hours, depending on how long you stay. Yeah, I just did Philly to San Francisco, and it says six and a half hours, basically, nonstop. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I this one's from LAX to Boston. LAX to Boston, nonstop, five and a half hours. I'm just remembering incorrectly, I guess. It probably just felt for like a long time because sometimes when you're on the flights for that long, it, it feels like it's forever. So Dawson's driving them back to the set and she's like really annoyed. And she's like, I need Avion, Avion water and Altoids. 
he's like, I have them in the glove compartment. And then she starts just when she starts chugging the little bottles. And she's like, and I want to stop at a florist to get lilies for Todd. And he's he's like, we're kind of late. We don't have time. And he drives right past one. And she's like, there was one right there. And he's like, I don't have time to do this. And she's like, do you really want me to be mad when we get on set? <laughs> so I guess he turned around well, and got All right, home. lady. <laughs> yeah. I know. I want to know like what her, um, how big she, of an actress she is in Hollywood. Like how she has this. Right, much, to be able like, to throw her weight around like that yeah. and just be like, you want to keep me happy, don't you? She doesn't seem like uh, she's a very good actress. So. Uh, no. <laughs> she just starts laughing like, <laughs> Oh, she was so annoying. Kept, kept messing up those scenes. She was able to run perfectly fine, but she couldn't take the she couldn't take the line seriously, which I thought was funny. So you're you're that drunk, but you can run in a straight line in like heels or whatever the hell she was running in. Yeah, okay. She practices running drunk in heels all the time. She's pro, but <laughs> she can't keep her line straight though. <laughs> so now we cut to Pacey's work, and we see that rich. Rinaldi, Mr. Longface, they're all leaving. He's leaving the office with like a bunch of his bosses. And there's like 10 or 15 men with him. And he tells Pacey that they're all his bosses. Hmm. I was like, how? How are they all your boss? (laughs) And they all look really young. They're probably bosses in other departments or they're just like a, maybe it's like a a team. It's the fucking douche parade. That's what it was. The douche parade. (laughs) It's probably a team or something. I don't know. He wants Pacey to go out with them. And Pacey's like, I can't. I have to study. And we're just like, Pacey, those guys hold the key to your future. It wasn't really a question. And he's like, well, I should call my girlfriend because... And he's like, oh, that's cute, Pacey. Do it on the way. And Pacey's like, do I really want to do this? But Pacey's all about like getting ahead in his career. So he's like, I have to do this. Yeah. Like, the man doesn't want to live in his car anymore. I know. I don't blame which is him. Like, which, I mean, granted, they're going to bars and they're going to strip clubs or whatever. But you know what he could have done? Like, I mean, he did. He didn't call Audrey at work because he's like, do it on the way. But he could have called her and been like, look, I have to go out now with my boss. He did call her, though. He said that he tried to call her and she didn't answer. Oh, did he? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. He says that he tried to call her. But she didn't answer. But I thought it was kind of funny because later she's like, you know, I have a cell phone on me. It's on me all the time. He could have called me. But he literally said that he tried to call her. Oh, I probably wrote so, my notes then. But I, like, it happened when they ran into each other, I think. Because she was like, what? Are you serious? And he was like, dude, I, I called you. I tried to call you. You didn't answer your phone. Yeah, because he could have been like, look, I have to go out with them now. So if you want, meet me at this bar and we can like be together, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know how that would have gone down, but... Uh, from what I remember, if I remember it correctly, he did try to call her. She didn't I'm answer. Sure. But I'm I mean, sure if she's drinking at a bar, she's probably not paying attention to her damn cell phone. So she's obsessed with him, though. So I feel like she would have. I don't know. A little bit. She's she's definitely been tightening her grip on him. Yep. I don't feel like he's changed. She's like, I don't even like the new Pacey anymore. It's like I don't even think he's I know he's working. <laughs> I feel like he's literally doing the same thing he did when he was working at the restaurant, trying to build a career. (laughs) The only thing that's changed is his facial hair and where he's working, and she doesn't work with him. That that's it. That's it. He wears a suit, (laughs) right? She's like, I don't even know you anymore, Pacey. (laughs) Like what? I'm pretty sure nobody knows you anymore, drunky. 
That's what it is. It's deflection. She's deflecting. Yeah, she's definitely deflecting. That's a really she's good the point. One with the problem. That's a really good point because he really hasn't changed. He really is still the same pace. Oh. He's just trying to figure out his his work and like where he where he is in life. And, and she's she the just, one who's so far out there. And the thing with her is like she doesn't know what it's like to need a job. You know what I mean? Because daddy pays for all her bills. And it's something that he's tried to express to her a couple of times. Like, listen, you can do all of these things, but I don't have that luxury. I don't want to live out of my car. I need to get a job so I can pay for keeping a roof over my head. Like it was different when he worked at the at the kitchen, like when he worked at the restaurant, because he was staying at first at the boathouse and then he was right. you know what i mean which was provided for him and then he was staying at his boss's apartment when his boss was like out and he, he said yeah stay here and he was crashing you know what i mean if it yeah. wasn't for like his boss or anything like that letting him stay at the apartment the dude would have been in his car again he's not trying to do that but she doesn't get it because she doesn't understand what it's like to have to work to live yeah it really bothers me because couples i know that they're like a young couple like I feel like she's more into him than she, than she's more into him than he is, because he's kind of seeing where she's going right now. Yeah, with her like you know drinking and everything. But couples go through these situations where like maybe one's doing better than the other, or like one's trying to figure out their path, and you just have to deal with it. But they're yeah. like I said, they're still a brand new couple, so they're not. She's so she still wants to be in that honeymoon phase with him. And they're really they're they're really out of that. Like he really is just trying to focus on his future, and she just wants to stay. Like I mean, she wants to she wants to live in the present, which is understandable. But she also just she wants to party. Yeah, she she they're not on the same page. No, no, because when they first started dating, he was working at the restaurant. She was able to get a job with him, and that was fine. He had his own place. You know that was well. I mean, it wasn't his own place, but like you know what I mean. He had a roof over his head. Right. And then after that, they they went away for the summer and, you know, lived with her family, did that whole thing. She partied a lot. That was it. They came back to reality. And the reality was he needed to get a job because the restaurant that he was working at is not viable anymore. Right. So he needed to get a job. He needed to get a roof over his head. Otherwise, he was sleeping in his car, which he admitted he was sleeping in his car at one point, because when they got in his vehicle to take his new boss to go pick up the new car, he's like, dude, were you living in here? And he's like, I mean, at one point, you know what I mean? Like he was living out of his car. Yeah. And she just like she doesn't get it. No. She doesn't get it. She really she just is, wants is. to spend time with him 24-7, but he's like, I can't do that because where am I going to live? How am I going to provide for you? How am I going to pay for things if I don't have a job? You have daddy's credit card. I don't have that luxury. He doesn't even like he's he can't not- even go home. You're in Boston. They're not even in Cape Side. She's not realistic. She she isn't realistic. And it's like it's getting worse for her because they don't have the same situation that they did when they first started. And she isn't compromising with him so that he can do something with himself. It's just, no, you need to be with me, 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 me. And he's like, but I need to do these things. That would drive me crazy. Yeah. So that's that's my that's my view on it. I think it's accurate. I think it's an accurate view. Thank you. (laughs) So uh, now we cut to Natasha and Dawson. They're back on the movie set. And Natasha's acting way over the top now because she's bringing Todd the lilies. Dawson's like, how much have you actually had to drink? She's like, oh, Donald, don't be such a SpongeBob SquarePants. I only had a little nip. 
And he's like, why do you keep calling me Donald? And she's like, well, we both agree that Dawson is a stupid name. Plus, you look like a Donald. Or if you prefer a Ronald. I was like, that's so mean. Oh, yeah. So this is when she gives Todd the flowers. And she leaves. And Todd asks Dawson, what's wrong? Like, what? why is she acting like that? And Dawson says, she's just tired. And Todd says, get her to wardrobe and get her some coffee. Because Todd's pissed now that they're running late. So then Dawson runs after Natasha and he's trying to grab her, but she's like, stop pawing at me, busy hands. I can't believe I actually let you touch me naked with those things. Jeez. And she's like, how is that old friend you dumped me for a few weeks ago? It is a girl, isn't it? He's like, she's fine, I think. And she goes, oh, did she dump you already? And he doesn't say anything. And she tells him that's so sad. He apologizes to her and says, I understand if you hate me. And she says, I don't hate you. I pity you. And he says, okay, well, let me help you. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of when he said that. So he goes, okay, well, let me help you. I'll get you some food or coffee. And she's like, go to hell, Dawson. So she told him. No. He kind of deserved it. Yeah, no, I'd be pissed off too, honestly. I, I'm i on her side in this. I'm definitely not on Dawson's side with this entire know. situation. He didn't handle it correctly. So they cut to like a commercial break. But when we come back, we see Natasha shooting her scene and she's terrible. She's like being chased because it's a horror movie and she's like screaming and the guy's like trying to choke her and she starts cracking up and Todd's yelling cut and he's like, we'll go again, but think terror, think terror this time. So they do this like montage of her doing the scene like over and over again and she keeps screwing it up and Todd asks Dawson if she's drunk and Dawson says, no, just a little. (laughs) So they're dealing with a drunk actress and we find out later why she's acting that way. Which is so unprofessional. I mean, who do you, like, if you show up to work drunk, you should be, like, kicked off the set. Yeah. But, like, you know, I don't know. I feel like actors and stuff, they follow their own book of rules. Well, no, there's there's still a union, though, like, and or, like, an actual job. Like, if you can't perform your job, why? what are you doing there? Dude, they, they literally do drugs and shit off set right before scenes. I just, I feel like, regardless of the fact that they're a union... Like, you'd have to really, really screw up to get kicked off, especially if you're a famous actor or something. Like, well, didn't she do something? Do what they want. <laughs> didn't she do something to the stunt guy who's chasing her? And he's like, he even walks off because he's like, I can't work like this. Well, because she kept laughing in his face and ruining the screens. And I think he was getting frustrated. I don't think she actually did anything. She just kept laughing in his face. He's oh, like, I, I can't believe- work like this. Like, he was frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he like I thought she hit him or something in the nuts. I don't think so. I think she just kept laughing at his face because every time that they did that scene, she would like he would like grab her because that's what he was supposed to do and like choke her or something, and she just would laugh and laugh and laugh. She would just bust out and giggles. So now we see Rich telling Pacey that he's impressed that Pacey turned down three women at the bar, and Pacey says, "Well, I think one of them was a guy." Rich is like, yeah, but I thought that was your thing. I was like, another gay joke for Pacey. Like, another one. I feel like this guy doth protest too much. He keep <laughs> making these these uh, these cracks at him. I'm yeah. starting to question him. <laughs> you know Rich Rinaldi likes it. A male to female trans person. You know he's into that type of thing. Probably. You know he was jealous that Dawson or Pacey was getting, <laughs> getting all the attention. Men and women alike. <laughs> hey, I'd be flattered. I'd be like, thanks. Well, yeah, it's definitely flattering. It's because he's so unattractive. He's not an attractive guy. Like, it's... No. Anyway, we see Audrey, Jack, and Jen leaving Hell's Kitchen. None of them know where this house party is. And we learn that Audrey 
steals from the supermarket. We learn this little tidbit that she steals from the those bins of candy and stuff. Yeah, she's like, oh, you're supposed to put them in a bag. <laughs> I was like, what are they talking about? Bargain. Bin. I didn't even know what she was talking. I was like, free bins? What? <laughs> what? Yeah. what I was like, bins? oh, like the candy? And then I was thinking of like Walmart, how Walmart's got those $5 DVD bins and stuff. And I'm like, no, but I don't think that's. No, I didn't think that was it either. Like the um the yeah, like when you go to shop right and you have the aisle with all the candy. I mean, after COVID, I think they kind of stopped doing them and they were pre-bagging them. But like those little containers, and you would lift it, scoop it, and drop it in a bag. Yeah, she was probably just eating them. I think that's what they were talking about. I mean, people probably do that all the time too. Oh, I'm sure, but <laughs> I mean, I never did. <laughs> I never did either. Honestly, I never got candy from those bins because I thought it was a little weird that you could just help yourself. I mean, I get it. I get it because you were supposed to create your own like variety bag or whatever you wanted. Yeah, but I'm not into that either. It didn't seem sanitary. You got these grubby little kids with the parents not paying attention to them. They're like, oh, candy, stick my hand in there. I pick my boogers and stick my fingers in my butt, you know. Yeah, kid. they do it. They have it at Five Below, too. They have the, um, like, the, you, it's like, 10 cent candy or something and you you like mix and match it oh and like adriana used to get that and we got it uh, we got it um some things for for michael but yeah i'm always like just get him like a big bag of things like i don't like those bags those little can like separate candies i don't like that yeah but um anyway they so they literally run in the pacey and his co-workers and they hear audrey hears him say that he that they're going to the strip club audrey's so pissed off right now and Pacey's like, can we please discuss this calmly? Because you know she's gonna like have a scene, like a like a temper tantrum. And she's like, you lied to me. Since when does going to a strip club count as work? And he's like, you don't understand how important this is that these guys invited me out. And she's like, oh, I couldn't possibly understand. And she's like, you turn into a swarmy stockbroker. I don't even know who you are anymore. All you care about is a stupid job. <laughs> He like worked there for like a week too, and he just turned into the swarmy stockbroker. He's not even doing anything but studying. I know he hasn't <laughs> even made any like real money yet. <laughs> and if it wasn't for her, she'd never he never would have gotten the job anyways because he got it from her father. I know she's so dumb. Like she really is so stupid. I said, she's like, lost me at this point. She's like, I'm just a dumb blonde rich girl. I mean, you're acting like it. You're acting like very she selfish. Says it a couple of times, and she says it when there's guys all over her too. I'm a dumb blonde rich girl. Like, why would you say that to these random dudes you don't even know? They're like, oh, she's dumb and she's <sighs> rich. And those guys were so ugly. Oh, I I shouldn't even say that. They were so unattractive. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe that they were like trying to hook up with them. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, Jen Jen is just like I don't think that generally. No, Jen was just talking, but she was just talking, and I think she realized how out of control Audrey was getting, and she had to like be the sober one at that point because Jack disappears. She was the one who wanted to go out. <laughs> yeah, she was the one that wanted to go out. Jack disappeared because his teacher is like putting the put the moves on him all of a sudden. God. And um and so and she's looking at Audrey, and Audrey's just she's a fucking mess at this point. And she's like, I guess I gotta sober up because one of us has to be responsible, and I guess it's not me. I'm the one that wanted to party, but <laughs> guess I can't. I know. I'm really proud of Jen this episode. She's a sober sister. I know, but I'm like really proud of her. She's come a long way. I feel. I mean, I feel like after season two, she got really um wise. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So. Pacey tells Audrey that he wants more out of life than eating mac and cheese and ramen noodles. And that's how it'll be for me if I don't bust my ass 
every day and play by their rules. He tells her, I wish that I could just continue to ignore reality, but I can't because we don't all live in Audrey land. And she's like, oh, okay, really? So I'm just some dumb rich airhead who doesn't get it. And he's like, that's not what I meant. And he's like, this job is important to me and I'm good at it. And I just wish that you would just be a little bit more understanding. She's like, oh, I understand. All I do is understand. <laughs> like Joey did. <laughs> Ever since Little Miss Highlight showed up, you haven't said one word to me. <laughs> so Audrey's like, all right, Pacey, have fun. Don't follow me. And she's like, let's go, guys. And they like leave. <laughs> and Jack turns around. And he's like, Ugh, sorry, Pace. You kind of got into this, this mess yourself. But he's not even doing anything wrong. Like, it's so annoying. She just does not understand that he's trying to have a fucking life as, like, an adult. But whatever. So, um, Rich is like, shake it off, man. Just shake it off like Taylor Swift. Shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> so now we see Eddie and Joey packing up the car for their food delivery and joey's not talking to him and he's like you know i think i know why you don't like on the road and he's like it makes you nervous because it's about people who don't follow the dominant path and just live on their impulses and that makes a lot of people uncomfortable and joey says boring people people who don't follow their impulses and he says no not boring people who are just safe and she's like you don't know anything about me you know this summer on a whim i bought a ticket to paris and he goes oh yeah how was it she goes no the point is, I could have gone. <laughs> he goes, but you didn't. Here I thought life was about the things you do, not the things you could have done. That's my mistake. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> like, you bought the ticket, but you didn't go. So what's your point here? She you could have, but I could have gone. But yeah. you didn't. But you Spon- bought the ticket. Spontaneous, the spontaneity would have been you getting on the plane and going. Yeah, she didn't buy it on a whim. She bought it because she had to get through the gate. So she had a purpose yeah. to buy it. So that's... Exactly. She had no intention of actually going. She just needed to get through the gate. Yeah. Spontaneity would have been her actually going. Spontaneity <laughs> would have been like, all right, I'm going to buy a ticket to California and just go with you, Dawson. And and right. go with you guys to California. But she didn't. Um, contradiction. Joey's like, I'm going to leave. But he's like, you have to go with me. Who's going to help me deliver all this food? And she's like, great. And I have to be with you even more. Hang out with you even more. I don't know. I You can tell that they like each other, but there's just a lot of... It's very tense with them, the, the two of them. Yeah. They're very similar, but I don't know. He's got her number, though. He's like, you're just too much, man. <laughs> nobody ever never nobody ever talked to you like this, Joey Potter? <laughs> like, I guess not. Really? Um, so now we're at this house party and Audrey's just bitching and moaning about Pacey the whole time. And they're Jen and Jack are like, I don't feel like listening to this. So then Audrey apologizes and she's like, right, guys, we had a pact. I forgot. We had a pact. Let's just party. And they're like, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And then she starts up again. And Jen's like, I'm going to go get a drink. And Jack's like, why would you leave me here with her? (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't do that. Don't don't do that. What are you doing? So she goes and gets a beer, and when she turns around, she bumps into CJ and spills the beer all over him. And she's apologizing, and she's, like, wiping down his chest, and she's like, I keep touching you. <laughs> but then she gets all weird, because she's like, you caught me, I'm drunk, I'm a drunkard, escaping reality, that's me. <laughs> then she gets really defensive, and she's like, you know, this is a party, and people drink at parties. Maybe you think that's weak, but, you know, maybe you shouldn't go to a party where people are drinking. <laughs> he's like, she, he's like, didn't even say a word to her. And he goes, you think I'm the lamest person on earth, don't you? 
And she's like, no, I'm sure you're tons of fun. And she's like, I got to go. And she like walks away from him. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was so awkward. He's so cute. He's so interested I... in her. Oh, and she's no. so awkward and weird. I don't get it. No, I don't know. It's like, just take a fucking chance with him. He's like normal. Like he's a normal guy for one. I think she's, I feel like every time she's interested in dude, she like starts to get scared because they always end up weird. Like remember the one dude we thought oh, was yeah. totally normal and he was like a super religious, like kind of. Ty Tyson. Yeah. He was weird. Eddie Mills. Do you know, I talked to him through DM when I was recording the Say by the Bell podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, because he, he was in the episode that we were recapping. And I was like, how do I know him? And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I feel like he was on Dawson's Creek. And then I was like, oh, my God, he was Ty on Dawson's Creek. And I took a screenshot of the episode that we were recapping. And I sent it to him. And he responded back to me right away. And I was having a full-on conversation with him while we were recording. And he sent me, like, some fun behind-the-scenes pictures of him from Saved by the Bell. But then he sent me a picture of the cast the Dawson's Creek cast assigned a thing for him. Hmm. And um, I was like, yeah, you want to come on my podcast? But he didn't respond back to me. <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, whatever. <laughs> we're fun. <laughs> he probably got to that episode. And like, well, we kind of destroyed him a little bit. <laughs> no, I think he said something like, I'm afraid to even watch those, those episodes. Cause I don't think he was a, like a well-liked character. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah, he was kind of awful. But I don't know. It, it's, it was fun to recap. And he actually, I told him which episode to listen to. And he said he was listening to it. I don't remember which one it was. I'll have to go back and listen. I hope we weren't mean. No, I, I went back and listened to it. I don't think we were that bad. Okay. <laughs> nothing like an actor getting to the episodes we recorded where we were kind of bashing on his character. Like, oh What's well, a character? It's not him. I know. I know. I'm sure we we spoke about how attractive he was. So I'm sure that'll make him feel good. <laughs> <laughs> great actor terrible character yeah so jack's still listening to audrey and he sees professor mcstud muffin walk in who's not even that cute to be honest with you no and jack gets up and he's like i can't believe you're here oh my god i'm gonna come in my pants right now and he's like you know i get an occasional invitation and since the class i teach isn't that lame i they never think i'm actually going to show up to their invitation and he's like let's go get a beer so they're gonna go get a beer i wrote jack so into this man i'm getting down low vibes like this man is totally gay for jack eddie and joey are delivering the food to dawson's movie set and when she gets there she's like oh great of course fucking of course this is where we're delivering the food <laughs> i should have known we cut back to audrey she's getting drunk she's playing quarters with jen and two of the guys that are so unattractive Pacey calls her, but we don't hear what he's saying on the other line because she's like, you know what? I'm so rich and so dumb that I can do this. And she throws her phone in a glass of beer. <laughs> her 2002 Nokia. <laughs> hey, man, I'm surprised that thing died. It might not have. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's no. Nokias out in the world that's still turned on. <laughs> Batteries <know>. never died. <laughs> you probably could have picked that back that that out of that glass of beer and still had a conversation and with still, and still had the conversation with it yeah i mean those phones they just don't make cell phones like they used to that's for sure those things were like bricks <laughs> seriously i've thrown i remember being in like high school and i don't even remember what kind of phone it was but i threw a phone across the room because i was mad about something I, like threw that bitch it hit a wall bounced 
still worked. Nothing wrong with it. You can't do that these days. These things shatter on impact. I know. They <laughs> break so easily. I know. They just They're don't all... make it like they used to. <laughs> mm nothing they make nothing like they used to -mm. so they're all laughing and jen's like you drowned the phone <laughs> but then we cut to jen and she's like noticing that audrey's kind of spiral spiraling um Yeah, she's definitely spiraling, and she's definitely, like, she's getting out of control, man. yeah i have a feeling she's gonna try to hook up with a random guy in his room <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's room, at least. Joey asks Eddie if they're done delivering the order because she wants to leave. And he's like, uh, we have to get paid first. I'm like, why isn't he taking care of this? <laughs> like, and she goes over and asks the PA for help getting paid. And the girl's like, oh, yeah, you should talk to Dawson. Dawson will take care of that. And she's like. Dude, if I was if I was Joey and that PA said, yeah, you got to talk to him. He'll take care of it. I would have went right back over to what's his face and been like, you got to go talk to him. You know what I mean? Like he's been there longer. He dragged her around. Why isn't he handling this part? Why is she the one? I mean, I guess she wants to get out, but come on now. It is Come true. on. I mean, she didn't even want to go. I'd be like, now I have to deal with this bullshit. <laughs> Right. now I have to have a conversation about this. <laughs> and all I want to do is get paid for this fucking order. Just want to get in and get out, man. So she walks over to Dawson and he's shocked to see her. And he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, nice to see you too, Dawson. And he says, no, I'm just surprised to see you here. And she's like, um, we delivered the food. I didn't know that it was here until we got here. And he's like, right. I wasn't exactly apologizing. And he says, no, why would you? And she says, what does that mean? And that's when Natasha and Todd appear. And Todd's like, hi, he says hi to Joey. And then he introduces Natasha to Dawson's friend, Joey. And Dawson's like, stop, stop it, Todd. Stop. Don't do this. <laughs> And Todd doesn't care. Todd's such a little fucking shit stir. Yeah, no, And... he definitely is. He's like, oh, Joey, nice to see you again. Or whatever, what did, what did he call her? A little dove or duck or bird or something. Something stupid. Oh, yeah, he does. He calls her like a bird or something. A bird. Yeah. So Joey sees the girl, Natasha, because I think she knew her name. No, or Yeah, maybe she, not. she's, she, she saw it that come through on the phone. She's like, who's Natasha? Remember? Oh, right. So then we were supposed to know that Natasha was the girl that he dumped, right? Yeah, we're supposed to, I guess, They were but so ambiguous I mean, I'm not good about with it. names. I would never remember. No, I would have remembered it. I mean, I knew because I watched the show, but like watching it again, they're very ambiguous about it in the beginning. You don't know why she's being so mean to him. I mean, you put two and two together, but... Well, I mean, how many Natashas are there in the world? But I'm pretty sure when she kept calling, when they were standing outside of Joey's dorm, uh, she saw the phone. She did. And it said, like, oh, who's Natasha? Like, who's this person? Well, then why did the why did they write it so that we're supposed to not understand that they slept together? I don't know. I don't know why they did it like that. Maybe they wanted to keep it a mystery and be like, oh, it's that Natasha. Because we don't know who she is. We didn't know she was an actress. We just know he was seeing somebody. It's weird. Do you know what I mean? We didn't know anything about this person except for her name. It could have been any Natasha. True. That's That's what I'm going with, at least. Oh my God, the show. So then Ta Natasha says, oh my God, this is her, isn't it? He, she goes, you have the nerve to bring her here tonight? The girl you dumped me for after giving you the best sex of your life? <laughs> I cannot and believe that he told her that. <laughs> he's an idiot. Yeah. And Todd's looking at Dawson with like huge wide eyes like, what? You you pimp you. <laughs> He's not even mad about it.
She says, are you embarrassed? Because I wouldn't want to embarrass Dustin Leary with his chivalrous nature and oh-so-quiet dignity. And Natasha talks to Joey and she says, you know, Dawson's the kind of guy who will walk a girl home, help her over a rain puddle, then he'll sleep with her, tell her she's the best he ever had, and break up with her answering machine. So, nice to meet you. Or, so nice to meet you. And then she goes back to her trailer and Joey just walks away. <laughs> she's like, oh, okay, great. Something else I have to deal with. <laughs> Crazy enough. It was she's funny. Like, she literally I'm like just, she's like I'm gonna exit stage left. Yeah, <laughs> I'm she not like, even getting involved. <laughs> exactly. She turns around so slow. Like, of course, <laughs> right. Right. of course that happens. Of course, this Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> so now we cut to Jack and the professor outside talking, and they're talking about the Simpsons. Like, like whatever. Jack's like, I can't believe I'm even having a conversation with a professor like this. He's like, last year, I didn't even know who, who my professors were. And he's like, really? He's like, yeah, I didn't even really know who I was last year. And he's like, I really liked your last paper. You have a natural ability to look beyond the surface and see what's really going on. And he's like, you know, I met my wife at a party like this in grad school. It seems like a million years ago. I was like, here we go. He's going to, mm-hmm. he's, he's starting. She's like, you know, she's pregnant. She's at a conference right now in Philadelphia. I just couldn't sit in that apartment by myself. Everything just feels too real. He's like, maybe that's why I came here tonight. Okay. All right. I'm getting- I like don't get this. What What is he having? Like a midlife crisis at this point? Like my wife is pregnant and I think I'm gay. No, this is what this is what the deal is. This guy has always known he's gay. He's probably hooked up with guys in the past and denied it. He wanted okay. to live a quote-unquote, normal life. So he started dating girls, met his college sweetheart. Now she's pregnant with a child. Now she, now he's like, I'm never going to escape. I will never live the life I'm supposed to live because he's acknowledging that he likes men. So now he's trapped because he's married and he's going to have a baby. That's his problem. So he's either going to A, <laughs> divorce his wife and, you know, take care of his child with her or... B, stay with her and fuck men behind her back. I'm going to go with he's going to do B. Probably. Until she, she discovers that he's cheating on her all the time with men and putting her health at risk. So Right. Oh, my God. You know, I don't think we'll ever find out, but. <laughs> no, I don't remember what happens. I mean, I I hear about it so much, like this type of stuff. And it's I don't know. It's bizarre. Or he's bi and she's into it. <laughs> I don't. I doubt that she's into it. But I'm might just be saying, the- dude, like in this day and age, just be true to yourself. Don't go marrying people because it, it's what's expected of you because you're scared yeah. of your sexuality, dude. Like, come on. It's, it's very, it's that is a very true statement. It's very weird to me that people do that. Like, they're I just mean, afraid. At least in this day were. and age, maybe like 20 something years ago. I don't know. But even still, even then, like nobody, at least in my opinion, nobody gave a shit. I mean, some people do, but those people. No, people care. People care too much about other people's lives. That's the problem. It's crazy to me. I don't give a shit. You're not affecting my life. You live your life. Just don't hurt nobody else or yourself. And I'm good. You know, that's how I feel. Don't hurt nobody else. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt. Don't hurt yourself. You live your life. Well, then you're not hurting anybody. Who fucking cares? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, if the whole world thought like that, Jamie, it would be a better world. But not every, everybody cares about everybody else too much. Yeah. Well, people need to mind their own damn business, in my opinion. 
so he apologizes to Jack and he's like, I shouldn't be telling you all of this. I'm like, no, you shouldn't be telling him all of this. It's none of his business. Right. And plus you're, you're making him feel like, I don't he's know. He's got a chance. And also it's your freaking student, man. Yeah. He's the, he's the professor. Oh my God. It's so annoying. It's just like Joey and. What's up with these teachers? <laughs> you know, the fucking This is the third professor. teacher. Okay. The third teacher in this show that's got questionable morals. <laughs> Well, no, who was the third one? Well, we got two professors, and then we've got the one from Pacey from season one. Oh, right. Tamara. <laughs> All right, duh. You forget I about Tamara. Forget. Yeah, that's the pedophile. The pedophile, yeah. That bitch. Um, no, about the teachers in this show, but come on. Jack's like, oh, it's fine. It's not ridiculous at all. It's ridiculous that you're, you know, blah, 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 uh, whatever. Jack's just like, all right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I would honestly, right, if it was happening now in my life, I would totally get the vibes that he was giving me. I would totally get what he was trying to do because he clearly wants to talk about it. And I don't know what I would have done later if he was like hitting on me in a car with him. But knowing that he was married, that would gross me out. I'd be like, you have a wife. Yeah. I don't know. But if I was like... Jack cares. Jack Jack is very much like... Oh, this guy's so dreamy. Like he's he's been crushing him since the beginning. So I like I don't. I know. If I was I Jack's age, I don't know how I would think. Jack cares. If I was Jack's age, I would be oblivious to it. Probably, I wouldn't even know what he was doing. I'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, he probably won't really think it's weird until like he talks it out with somebody else, and they're like, "You do realize what you just said, right? Like you're excited because you got a shot with this guy." that you like but in reality he's a married man about to have a child right and you think that you got like do you think he's gonna what do you think is gonna happen do you think he's gonna leave his wife for you or jack just is happy with it being a fling and just doing whatever until he loses interest until the yeah, end of the maybe. semester I think jack is just a little bit <laughs> he's like i gotta get excited that about the attention of this guy that he like was crushing on and he's focused on that right now We'll, we'll see That's how it plays it out. The, the drama he's about to like get. Yeah, because I don't remember what ha- what happens. I I don't feel like he's on the show that long, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so now we cut to Pacey and Rich at the strip club, and Rich is like, "I'm going to keep it real with you, Pacey, and tell you this dumb made up story about the time I had a girlfriend and I did her wrong." And he says all this dumb bullshit, and Pacey's like, "Do you really think I believe?" what you just said you're full of shit and you call yourself a self and rich is like look we're here there's nothing else you can do about it now so let's just go see some strippers and he's like okay whatever you say like he's yeah you're right like there's nothing else we can do right right um audrey's totally wasted that creepy guy who looks like the prince from shrek is sitting next to her like touching her she actually like kisses him and i was like i wonder if she knew him personally or or what because the fact that she had to kiss that guy grossed me out he was so creepy looking i don't understand like how they i don't think that they knew him i don't think that they knew him i think that she was very drunk and just following the motion no i mean in real life i wonder if she Uh, in real life i don't know but i don't know why they cast that guy he was so creepy unless that was the reason i don't know Maybe they wanted to, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know. This entire situation is very realistic to me. It is. 
because I also had to play the gen role once, you know, in my younger years because my friend was so wasted and this guy was all up in her business. And I literally had to be like, you need to go. You, you get the fuck away from her. She's like passing out on the couch. And this guy was like trying to touch on her. Why do why do guys think that's attractive? I don't, I don't know. I don't know why guys think that that's okay, but it's not okay. And if it wasn't for me, because the rest of our friends were off where wherever the hell they were, like, if it wasn't for me, I don't know what would have happened. Because no, I literally, here. like, as soon as she got to that point, like, all right, so this is what happened, right? So we were at this house party. It was a college party. And um, everybody was kind of doing their own thing, right? So I, I, was, I, was, I was a stoner, right? So I found the stoner people. I ended up in, like, this attic space with all the stoners. <laughs> and we were just smoking weed or whatever. And um, my friends couldn't find me. They found me. And my one friend was so drunk, she literally crawled up the stairs and just, like, laid her head on my lap. And, then like, the people that I was hanging out with, they just kind of looked at me. I'm like, she's fine. Like, she's she's good. So, like, she stayed with me after that. And then the rest, like, my other, my other two friends, they're like, okay, we know where you are now. And then they went back downstairs. And um, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. But, like, looking at her... I knew that she was done. So I was like, well, I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not smoking anymore. It's time for me to sober up because nobody else is going to do it. And after that, it just, I became the babysitter. So we, you know, I took her downstairs and sat her up on the couch. There was this other guy that she was talking to at one point. Um, and then she started, like, it was getting late. It was probably like two o'clock in the morning. The party was dying down. Everybody was like leaving or they were going to sleep or crashing or whatever. And, you know, she's literally falling asleep on the couch. And this guy is, like, on her, like, white on rice. Like, he's, like, so close to her and, like, trying to, like, kiss on her. And she's literally passing out. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, this is not happening. Like, I had to take the keys from my other friend because she wanted to go. I'm like, you're not fucking driving and neither am I. So I had to take her keys. And then the other one, like, I had to babysit her because, because like, like this dude was like like a fucking vulture and like i'm like you 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 get out like and i ended up squeezing between them and he ended up like walking away and i sat next to her and i ended up falling asleep next to her like i was basically her fucking guard dog like i don't like those parties you know what i mean like that around that time like i was young and i think i've only went to like a handful of parties but that was probably the worst experience out of all of them and after that i stopped going because I was like, I I can't I can't enjoy myself because I'm too busy babysitting everybody else. Yeah. I literally became everybody else's moms. Like you're all freaking adults. You know what I mean? Nobody but wants the that fact that like I can't even enjoy myself because I have to babysit you because you're so hammered that you've got these dudes touching you yeah. and you can't even you can't even stop it. So now I gotta now I gotta play mom and like I don't know. It's always been like that, Stephen. It's always been me never able to enjoy myself because everybody else is too fucked up. Um, so Audrey's like going up the steps and the guy that Jen's talking to blocks her from going up the yeah, steps. Yeah, he's, he's literally like, nah, dude, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Let my man get some. They're just going to have fun. Like, no, you freaking creep. Both of you need to be arrested. Both of you. No. Yeah, it was Both like of those plan. boys need to be arrested because yeah. um, that's rape. <laughs> So CJ comes up and sees that she's having this conversation with this guy. Yeah, she, yeah, she was basically like, if you don't get out of my way, I'm going to, what did she say? I'm going to remove you from your gen genital, genitals. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to remove your genitals from your body or something like that. Like she, I love Jen. I really do love Jen. I feel like the way that she reacted is very similar to how I would have reacted if my friend was in need and like I was being blocked from trying to get to her because hell hath no fury. Let me tell you, I will turn into the biggest, angriest mama bear you have never seen in your life. 
you don't get between me and the people I care about. And that's just the way that that's going to go. I will fight you. <laughs> CJ literally moves the guy out of the way, goes upstairs. Jen comes in and grabs Audrey. The guy's like kind of like putting up a fight. And then CJ grabs the guy and tells the girls to leave. And Jen's like, oh, we got to go. <laughs> and then they leave. And yeah, CJ saved the day. All right. So we're back on the movie set. Todd fires Dawson. Uh, Natasha said she can't work with him. Dawson took it very well. Todd's like, it's affecting me so much. I'm smoking again. <laughs> and Dawson's like, don't do that, Todd. But he tells Dawson that he'll hire him on the next project. And Dawson's like, all right, I did what I did. I take full responsibility. It's also kind of fucked up that she got him fired. I mean. Yeah, she she did that just to be spiteful. Because she's like, oh, you brought her here and I'm mad at you. And this is me throwing my weight around. But I mean, she takes it back later. But still, it was kind of messed up. I would have been like, "Uh, no, we have a union. (laughs) I don't know. So CJ takes Audrey and Jen back to Audrey's dorm. Audrey is super embarrassed by the whole situation. And Jen, Jen looked really, really cute in her outfit that she was wearing. She had them on this like green, almost army type of outfit. And she had these like black stockings on. She looks really, really cute. And she did, but I still hate her hair. I don't mind her hair. I, I think she looks good. I don't like the bangs. I don't like those bangs on her. I feel like they come too far back on the sides of her head. And it looks like she's kind of starting to get like a mullet, but without the mullet. I personally feel like it was a wig. I feel like it, you're honestly, hair- and maybe that's what it was. Maybe it is a wig or something. Was she doing another project at this time? Like maybe she Probably. cut her hair off and they had to give her this wig. Well, it didn't. Whatever it was. Because of the sides of it, it's like the sides. There was hair missing or something. Like, whatever it was, it didn't look right on her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the way it was cut or if it was, a, in fact, a wig. If it was a wig, that would make sense. Um, because it just looked like it wanted to be a mullet, but it wasn't. Like, I don't know how to describe. It was just, it was in the bangs. It was the sides of her head in the bang area. I just don't like, I don't know. But you know what? Maybe it was. Because I had a moment when I was watching this and I was like, D- is it a wig? But I'm looking at the color and I'm like, I mean, like, that's like, a, it's literally her hair. Like, it looks like her hair, how it's been this entire time. Like, the coloring is spot on. But it looks like maybe it was a wig. Maybe it's a wig. Maybe it was to cover up whatever other project she might have been working on at the time. Did she ever chop her hair off or anything? Like, I don't know. No, but she cuts her hair off in this season. Oh, uh, well, maybe. Yeah, well, maybe that's what it is then. Maybe she she cut her hair and they weren't ready for it. So they put a wig on her and they're like, okay. Nobody likes your hair like this. We're going to just cut Jen's hair and therefore not wear the wig anymore. I don't know. Jen's like, do you want me to get you anything, Audrey? And she's embarrassed. And she's like, just leave. Just go. Please leave. And Jen's like, all right, I'll call you in the morning. So as Jen's leaving, she runs into CJ in the hall because he didn't he didn't leave yet. And she apologizes to him for being mean. And she says, what happened to Audrey tonight has actually happened to her multiple times. So to see it happen, it was actually weird. And she says, now you know what a mess I am. And he says, I don't think you're a mess. He says, you didn't do anything wrong tonight. Whatever mistakes you had in your past have made you a more compassionate person. And she goes, well, that's a very nice spin, even if it's not true. And he says, it is true. You just have to believe it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe this guy is just what she needed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember how long well, he lasted either. <laughs> so I don't know either. Joey's walking through the set. Uh, we see Natasha sitting in her chair, just glaring at her. And then Dawson stops her and he pays her for the food. 
And he tells her that he think he thinks he's going to go back to California because he doesn't work here anymore. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, Dawson. <laughs> it's the only apology she's going to give him. And I mean, but she doesn't owe him anything, so it's not her fault. She's like, I should probably go. And he goes, hey, can I ask you a question? <laughs> and she's like, sure. And he goes, do you think things would have worked out for us if things had been different? She goes, I don't know. That's the thing with us. They never are, are they? And he says, I guess not. She says, in a way, I think it's good to hurt each other so much that we have no choice but to let go. Maybe otherwise we never would. And then she leaves. And we cut to Eddie, like, watching the whole conversation from the car. So uh, we see Natasha. Everybody's watching. Natasha was watching. Eddie was watching. The whole crew was watching. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You know, Dawson really does put on a fucking scene, doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah, he definitely does. Professor McStudmuffin is driving Jack home. So they're sitting in the car, and Jack thanks him for the ride, and the professor thanks him for hanging out with him and taking pity on him. And Jack's like, oh, I didn't take pity on you. And he's like, I was just joking. And he says, but I had fun. I don't think I felt so confused in my whole life. And I was like, what? Here it is. <laughs> and he goes, I went to a party hoping that I'd run into one of my students. <laughs> and Jack's like, uh, what now? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, you know, you can think about it. I'll just keep teaching class. You'll come to class. But just think about it. He's like coming on the Jack. And Jack is so awkward. Yeah. Confused. He gets He's out definitely the- coming on the Jack. Yeah. But Jack's like, um, sure. And then he gets out of the car and he's just like, what the fuck just happens? <laughs> it was weird, too, because it was like they were talking about normal stuff. And then he just drops that. But it's like not even like an obvious. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's weird. The entire thing is just weird. Yeah. <laughs> It's he's just a very it's just a very obvious situation, though, that happens yeah. with, with whatever. I already explained it earlier. It's just I think it's weird that he's hitting on his his student. I don't dude. I'm telling you, there's something about these teachers in Cape Side in Boston and their students. I don't know. Well, I guess it's because he sees that Jack is interested in him. So he's got like an easy in with the situation that like if he was going to hook up with a guy right now. He has somebody that is willing to do it with him. Right. I guess it's easier than like going out to a gay club and trying to hook up with somebody. I don't know. I don't know either. So Pacey goes to see Audrey and he wants to talk. She's like, I don't want to talk. And she goes, can you just come inside and hold me? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I can do that. So he like gets in bed with her in his suit. Like He's still wearing a suit and his tie and he just curls up in bed next to her and she's laying her head on that horrible pillow like i could not sleep on that pillow that big pink fuzzy pillow oh my god it would drive me crazy yeah i mean you get sweaty and then it's on the fuzzy i don't know ew can you imagine all the stuff that's in that pillow like the dust. <laughs> i hope that she washes it like i don't know i know but it just reminds me of one of those rugs i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like the shag carpets yeah <laughs> so uh dawson's Still walking around the, the fucking movie set for some reason. I guess he's like collecting his stuff or he's like saying goodbye to people. I don't know. But Natasha stops him and he's like, I got, she's like, I got your job back, Dawson. She says she freaked out when she saw Joey, but she was also drunk because she knew that she'd see him tonight. She was afraid of that because he really hurt her and she liked him a lot. Well, I mean, I'm not mad at her for that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like her feelings are completely valid. Dawson just handled the situation way, way, way wrong. Way wrong. He handled that shit. everything. Yeah, everything he handled wrong. Um, She says, but that's not why I got your job back. 
She's like, I saw your face as Joey left, and I could tell that she hurt you way more than you hurt me, but you still hurt me a lot. And he says, I know. And she says, I know you know. And she's like, Todd wants you back on the set in five minutes or you're fired again. <laughs> He's like, yay, I'm staying in Boston again with my I get to keep my job and be on the set of my house <laughs> in a horror film. And now I can see Joey and the girl I broke up with, both of my exes. <laughs> Oh, my exes live in Texas. Oh, my God. (laughs) So now we're at Hell's Kitchen, and Eddie and Joey are, like, cleaning up the bar to leave. And Eddie asks about Dawson. He's like, who's that guy Dawson? And she's like, he's just an old friend. And then she says, can I ask you a question? (laughs) Of course. But of course. (laughs) She says, why do you like the book? It can't just be because it's about people who follow their impulses. It's still misogynistic. And he says, yeah, it's all those things. Uh, It's because she like names off all the things again. He says, but it's a celebration of madness about people who aren't afraid, people who take chances, people who really live. And I guess I always wanted to be one of those people. And then Joey just stares at him. And then she goes right in and kisses him on his his mouth, (laughs) right on the mouth. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was that came out of nowhere, too. Yeah, he goes, what was that for? And she says, I was following my impulse. <laughs> he goes, uh, no, you weren't. <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> <I'm> sorry? <laughs> he says, it's that guy from the movie set. He hurt you, and that's how you chose to deal with it. And she goes, thank you, Dr. Freud. And he says, tell me I'm wrong. She goes, you're wrong. And he says, no, I'm not. Look, I don't mind you kissing me if it's because you want to kiss me. Not for revenge or to help you forget someone else. Whatever happened between you guys, you're going to have to deal with it yourself. Just you. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. not like, don't pull this other person in and then drag him into your situation with Dawson. Like, he's actually 100% right. Because, and right. She, I agree. She even realizes it. Like, she knows that he's right. He's like, look, I'll still give you a ride home. But you can tell she her pride is like kind of like hurt now. Well, yeah, she was just denied, rejected. But yeah, she was rejected, but he also told her about herself again. And she's sort of looking at herself inwardly now and being like, maybe this guy's right. <laughs> I feel like the audience at this point knows that they're that he's right about her, you know? Like she does she does these things that are just like so crazy to me. I don't know. Don't drag your drama into my life joey potter i don't want to deal with that right but yeah that was the end of the episode uh next week we get episode five the imposters the imposters imposta you're an imposta (laughs) well jamie final thoughts on this episode of instant karma i liked this episode i'm a little confused on what the instant karma was about though who had the karma I guess it was Dawson because he got karma like dealing with the two girls in his life. It did kind of blow up because they both ended up in the same spot, right? So, yeah, okay. Okay, I guess I could see that. He got fired, but then he got his job back, I guess. I wouldn't say Pacey because Pacey was trying to like tell Audrey, you know. No, I don't think it was Pacey. I think Joey because she tried to kiss Eddie and basically got told off. (laughs) <laughs> right he's like don't do that don't 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 do this what are you doing but yeah i don't know i don't know the other ones i think that was it 
I don't know. I like the episode. Me too. I I really am enjoying Eddie and his <laughs> the stuff they're giving him with Joey. It's funny. I uh, I don't know. We already said earlier, like Audrey's just being too much right now. She's yeah. I mean, we still have a bunch of episodes before they're like, okay, you have a problem, and we need to take you to rehab. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be something that's going to be more obvious as the episodes go on is her starting to spiral with a problem. Yeah. And I'm very interested to see where this thing goes with Jack and the professor and CJ and. Yeah. Cause Jack. I don't remember this at all. Like I really don't remember it. I remember. I, I didn't remember until we watched, I watched the episode where um, the first episode of the season where he just showed up and I was like, Oh, right. Jack likes a professor. And he's he's like on the down low. I remember that now. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember it. Um. Well, before we go, I wanted to mention that our Instagram was mentioned in an online article by Queerty. Q U E E R T Y. They used one of our Instagram posts about an article with John Wesley Ship. Um. Because I don't know. There it was something about how he's like a hot daddy and like the gay audience like is obsessed with him and. They're not lying about it. No, no they're not wrong. <laughs> very hot. But um, yeah, they put like a one of our posts up from the fourth season with him and Dawson. So I thought that was really, really interesting and shocked to find it. The podcast Back to You, Bob, sent us a message and let us know that we were mentioned. And I thought that was really sweet of them. So that was exciting. I was like, wow, that was that was really cool. But um, yeah. Jamie, I think with that, we can end the episode. So um, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at jlynn underscore booklover. Beautiful. And if you want to follow us, you can find us on Instagram and threads at Creek Talk Podcast, on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod, and you can join our Facebook group and interact with us over there. If you want to send us your feedback or any type of story you want us to read on our next episode, you can email us at creektalkpodcast at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram. If you're feeling generous, you can give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And you can also give us a five-star rating on Spotify. It's totally free and that stuff helps us out a lot. So please yeah. do that for us. We would greatly appreciate it. And if you're feeling super generous, you can join our Patreon where you'll have early access to our weekly episodes as well as our monthly bonus content where we are currently recapping the 2002 Kevin Williamson series, Glory Days. We're almost finished it, Jamie. So um, yeah, that's been fun though. I'm going to be sad when that's over. But... Yeah, me too. Just click on our link trees in any of our bios and you'll find everything over there. But for now, thank you for listening. We hope everybody has a great weekend. Um, don't act on your impulses by kissing people that really don't want to be kissed. Um, right. Make sure you have a sober sister with you if you're drinking at a frat party. But yeah, we'll be back next week with an all new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is Sarah Michelle Geller saying scream to? She goes, drink with your brain. That's our motto. <laughs> Something like that. Is that what she says? I don't remember. Sober sister Casey, drink with your brain. That's our motto. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny.